Welcome, Amanda. Super excited to have you part um, of our Athletes Doing Good podcast, and thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Shelley. Uh, we're all inside and warm today. That's important. <laughs> it is. It is. You have served in many different roles at many different colleges. Um, can you share a little bit about your, you know, your process of getting to where you are today in your career? Sure. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, when you look back and you think about how long you've been doing what you're doing, that uh, story lengthens. Um, yeah, I, I grew up in a small town here in Wisconsin and uh, your typical kind of gym rat and uh, wound up playing college basketball at, at Siena College, upstate New York, small division one conference there. It suited me. Um, never did I think I would I would work in college athletics. I just didn't think about it. I was interested in physical therapy and then I ended up at law school. Um, and kind of kept bumping into the things that I really didn't want to do. Um, kind of a right process of elimination, not efficient, but, but effective. <laughs> and so uh, while at, at law school or in, at Duke University, one of my professors had asked, he knew I was a college athlete and asked if I'd ever thought about getting my master's degree in athletic administration. Cause I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to practice law. And I said, well, you can go to school for that. You can get your master's degree in athletic administration. Well, that sounds really interesting. So Carolina, right down the road, he told me about their program. And I looked into it, wound up dropping out of law school. So I'm a proud law school dropout. Amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. Valued that experience. Uh, it definitely connected me being at Duke with the Duke Athletic Department. Just wandering in one fall, being a former college athlete myself, knowing they're probably playing pickup in September. And uh, so I got up there and got to know some people. And that that then led me when I was in my graduate program at University of North Carolina to working in the Duke Athletic Department as a graduate assistant and intern, um, which was so there's quite the rivalry between Duke and North Carolina. Yeah. Well, I had no, I really had no idea. I mean, you kind of know if you're a basketball fan, uh, but being in the middle of that. And so I was going to class every day and teaching class as a grad student and working some of their athletic events. And then I'd go over to Duke and work in the office. And I wound up being the public address announcer for women's basketball my last year there. And it happened to be the year that they went to the national title game uh, and to the final four for the very first time, which was so cool. And, and I knew then I'm like, this is what I want to do. Right. I yeah. along and, and finished my program at Carolina and uh, started my full-time athletics career at the university of Wisconsin, green Bay, uh, back here in Wisconsin, uh, home for me, uh, Quite, quite a few hours from where I grew up, but it was closer to home, which was great. That's and, my uh, alma mater. Okay, UWGB. All right. Yes. 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 Yeah, our, oddly, our rival now. So as rivals go, right. here I am. You know, but that's okay. Uh, had a great experience. Worked for some really good people with some really amazing people. Learned a whole lot. It's a small shop there. Yep. Uh, so I was taking on a whole lot, doing some different things. And uh and then um, as you want to, you have to go to grow sometimes, right? And I knew after almost seven years, it was time for me to kind of branch out. So I uh, learned about an opportunity at Northeastern University in Boston and um, and wound up getting that job. And it was another blessing, uh, great people to work with. I had an incredible boss there. His name was Peter Roby. Um, and he and the, the person I work with at Green Bay also, Ken Butoff, are dear friends to this day and mentors, right? I call it. They're both retired wisely now. Um, neither really needed to, but they, they, they chose to, given all our craziness. So anyway, spent seven years at Northeastern. And Peter just really taught me so much about a leading athletic department. And so when this job opened up, 
uh, as prepared as you can be. I think I was prepared for that and uh, and was hired here by who the now Marquette president was our chancellor here, and he hired me um, to be the athletic director. Gosh, almost now eleven years ago. Wow! And, oh, yes. and the first female to hold it. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, to oversee all all men and women's sports. Yes, I'm the first person that happens to be a woman. That's amazing. That. <laughs> yeah. And you're one of 11 directors of athletics from across the country serving on the NCAA Division One Competition Oversight Committee, which I think is super fascinating. And I was just browsing through Division One universities in the U.S. and their current athletic directors, and it seems that roughly less than 20% are female. And I think it's such a powerful thing to have people like you in the positions that you are um, representing for women across the country, you know, aspiring to do things that you're doing. What does it mean to you to be in places and positions like that? Yeah, thanks, Danica. It's not something I give a whole lot of thought to, but I will tell you, uh, you know, I just really, as I described, loved, fell in love with this work. Um, Didn't, you know, just just that I just wanted to do it every day. And it did occur to me at one point, right, that a lot of the ADs around me um, that I kept interacting with were men. And I had my boss at Green Bay had asked me, you know, I was maybe 30, do you think you'd ever want to be an AD? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm not sure. I I really don't. I'm just going to keep doing what I love to do. But I can say that um, if I want to complain about the fact that there aren't enough women ads, then then I'm I could be in a position to do something about that. Yeah. And if I if I'm not willing to do something about, it, I can't continue to complain about it, right? Yep. So uh, when when the opportunities and I felt the preparation was there and and the right opportunity for me came along, I definitely um, wanted to do that. And 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 that's that's the time that I most thought of it. Now the job's interesting as a woman with so few women in the business. Um, the work is largely just exactly the same. You don't think about being a woman. There are certain situations where you do, you do feel that your your gender is apparent, right? Um, but otherwise, it's it's just the work we do. I think you know, for me being in you know entrepreneur in a male you know dominated um, industry as well, it's I have that same mindset of we do we do what we do and and we work as hard as we would regardless. Um, and so, you know, you, you just figure it out, you get it done. Um, and like you said, sometimes, you know, you feel it, but other times it's, I think it innately goes back to like who you are as a person. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. You live who you are, right. You be who you are, that word authenticity Yep. Um, been around for a long time, but that's the truth of the matter, right? If you're, when I, I got advice, when I, I took this job and I was asking all the athletic directors I knew in the CAA, the, the conference I was in, they just kept saying, like, be yourself. And I thought, that's a cop out. They just don't want to answer my question. But the truth of it is yeah, that is what it is, right? You just got to be who you are, right? I mean, you know, in the in the community engagement and fundraising, I, I so often get the question, like, oh, so you oversee all the sports? Like, that's hard for people to imagine, right, that a, that a woman is in the position because they don't see it that often. So I right. put that with a grain of salt and just, you know, very graciously uh, have a conversation and demonstrate, yeah, you know, this is what I do and, and this is what I oversee and try to change the minds one person at a time. But are, and serving as a role model, you know, for for others, because I can imagine when, 
when you were going through schooling and the process, you didn't see a lot of women in the position that you have. And, and now how awesome for the young women that are growing up to be able to, to see you in the position that you are and think that that is a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember well early on in my career from grad school and my first job, that there were only a handful of women in division one, right. You know, yeah. Sandy Barber, she was a division one AD at three or four different institutions. Barbara Hedges was at Washington but you could count on maybe two hands in all of Division One the number of women. So yeah, it matters. It matters because I remember you know seeing articles about it and thinking like, oh my gosh, I wanted to read everything I could yeah. about their path and how they got there and how they handled it. It's now amazing. they're doing that for you. So <laughs> congrats. <laughs> that. So when I was when I was going over you know the document and the information, um, you know we saw the the Duke and the North Carolina obviously. But then we also saw a Nike executive of the year and Under Armour AD of, of the year awards. You seem to have that uh, ability to bring everything together in that regards. But truly, what has receiving, you know, those two national awards meant to you? Yeah, well, first, it wakes your eyes up to just how long you've been doing it. Like I mentioned earlier, it's like, wow, you hang around long enough, and pe people are kind of like, oh, maybe we should nominate Amanda, right? Um, but, but, you know, that's a tribute to the work that the people I get to work with every day have done on behalf of our student athletes. And that's the truth. Like, I'm, you know, that's really, I'm not just saying that. Like, I would be nothing without all these amazing professionals that, that I get to collect and, and come to, to Milwaukee and be with us, right? And then I just yeah. try to clear the path and make sure obstacles are out of their way so they can succeed and whatever their role is here. And if that's what the honor is about, great. But I think the accomplishments of the department are really about, you know, everything that we all do together, uh, yeah. which has been a lot of fun to be a mm -hmm. part of. Speaking of just the accomplishments of the department as a whole, you know, what are some things that you feel like you've instilled at UWM that uh, have really been a great impact to the student athletes? Well, the first thing I had to do was kind of get our culture right. That was that was a little off balance when I arrived, or a lot off balance. There'd been some turnover in AD position, and um, that was something that needed to get corrected because I think when you succeed, it starts from the inside and goes out, right? So mm -hmm. you can't engage with your community, your campus, raise money, do any of those things if the people in the department aren't feeling like this is a great place to be. And, and that includes not only our coaches and staff, but our student athletes and so starting with that, that was a big piece of it. And I think that has grown over time. And we certainly saw it come to be during COVID. If not for our culture, that would have been torturous, more so than it already was right. for a lot of us. Um, but it was really good. People banded together and, and really put our arms around our student athletes and, and made sure that it, they they knew we were there for them. So that's all culture. Um, you know, from a facilities standpoint, we've done the very best we can. It's great being in the city of Milwaukee. It helps recruit people. Uh, but being landlocked in this beautiful campus here on the Upper East Side can be challenging. So our partnerships around uh, facilities and some of the things we've done there have really positively impacted our student athletes. Um, but mostly it's about the people, you know, the head coaches we've recruited, the staff that are here working for them. That's the greatest impact on them. Without a doubt. I think from, you know, the the um, fan perspective and, you know, the community perspective, we've seen UWM student athletes um, out in the community more than, than I can recall. Um, 
why is that so important from the cultural standpoint, you know, and the university standpoint for you guys? Yeah. Oh, why would I start? Well, we wear Milwaukee on our jerseys, right? That's, that is who we are. And a large number of our student athletes come from the state of Wisconsin, a large percentage. And so, you know, community is important to us and um, being a part of this university that's so prominent in this city and it has such an impact on the city in terms of the, the work that's done out in the community with partnerships in the corporate corporate space, um, you know, really graduating people that go on to do work here. It's a, it's a pretty significant university. So if we can do our part to shine some light, uh, elevate the visibility and the brand on behalf of the university, that's what we want to do. And then impacting young people, that, that's a real focus of our work that we do in the community. And we're averaging about 2,500 or so hours per year uh, in, in engagement and outreach. And this past couple of years, we've decided to focus, ask our teams to, whoever they're working with in the community, whatever organization, that they not just go do the work, but they maybe meet with a leader within that organization. They learn about the mission of the organization and what it's intended to do and how the work that they're doing can impact uh, the work that the organization is trying to do. I love that. You guys, you guys have really put, I think, the student back in student athlete and also, you know, have worked on developing the athlete as a whole, uh, a really well-rounded individual being involved in the community. Um, but it's so evident that under your watch, too, that the GPA of a lot of these students has increased significantly. Uh, you know, what are you doing to encourage that? Yeah. Wow. Um our latest numbers, it's like 26 years that there's been a 3.0. So that's way before me, right? It was 48 consecutive semesters, so that's way before me, of a 3.0 or better. And now we are even beginning to measure the number of times we hit a 3.2 a, a and a 3.3. Um, and I think the 3.3 is now at like nine semesters. Wow. So after this past semester, it's at a 3.4 is the fall GPA of our collective student athletes. It's incredible. I think our women's tennis team had a 3.91 as a team. Like, wow. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. And we do, I think we do an incredible job at, to, like I said, support them, make sure they have what they need, you know, supporting them around mental health, supporting our student athletes so that they, they know that the pressure they're feeling, we have outlets, we have ways to, to support them because they're great students that come in here and that's tribute to our coaches. They're recruiting really, really good students in our university. You know, yeah. we're a quality university with lots of options for majors in a cool city. So that combination of things is sort of what's what's grown that. Uh, and then supporting each other. You know, can you imagine joining a tennis team with a GPA is 3.9? Like, I worry <laughs> right. more about the themselves than I do about what they're doing on Saturday nights, right? Like, I, right. I, that's got to feel so much pressure. Being a student, having been a student athlete myself, you know, you know what your GPA teammates are doing GPA wise and the work yeah. they're putting in. So there's, there's a lot of, of peer pressure there too, in, in a pretty positive way. That's awesome. Well, it's certainly evident both on and off the court um, and fields that UWM um, is really doing good work. What does athletes doing good mean to you? Yeah, a lot of what we described, right? Learning and growing through this. Maybe many of them have had an experience mm. where they're giving back prior to college. That's likely, uh, and especially being athletes and uh, coming from from communities that may may have opportunities to do that. 
But we want to grow the significance of that, right, for them, that they understand that this is going to be a great experience for them. Our expectation is that we're in the hunt for championships in most of our sports year in and year out. They're going to get a degree that's meaningful and, and have a, a path forward for a career. But also, how is, is community significant to uh, to their day-to-day lives and, and what we do as a university? And I hope that when they graduate, that understanding has just come about. You know, it's not like we're pounding into them or give them a book to read about it. Like, But that over time, the experience they have, it actually sinks in in a way that makes them crave doing it. Uh, going forward in their life. That's awesome. Well, thank you for taking time. We certainly appreciate it. We know you're very busy, um, but we also know that it's important to highlight uh, fantastic women like yourself um, that are in the sports world um, and truly making a difference. So thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it, Shelly. You too, Danica. You guys take thank care. You.